0: Welcome to the Soul Surgery Podcast. My name is Nikki Clinch, and I am your host. I am a maturation facilitator, teacher, and coach, integrative holistic health counselor, breathwork facilitator, and author. I am the founder of the Academy of Maturation Coaching, the Alchemy of Being, where I train as many people as I can to become powerful spaces for human beings to come home to their authentic truth. Maturation is a powerful evolutionary process of dissolving trauma, breaking free of stuck patterns and growing and healing at the taproot. Growing out of who we thought we were from the stories led by our past conditioning in order to grow and evolve into who we were born to be. In this podcast, I will be sharing many different things with you, opening up the doorways to my coaching sessions where you can witness with your own eyes how trauma contaminates our reality and how we can dissolve it, heal it at the root and rewrite the story of our lives, reclaiming our power and reminding each one of us that who we are is wholeness. I will be interviewing some of the world's most prominent teachers in spirituality, healing, transformation, and human evolvement, and sharing with you my own teachings and learnings along the way, and above all, sharing with you my heart. The purpose of this podcast is to remind each one of you who you really are, to open up the doorway to a new possibility, to a new paradigm, to healing, health, transformation, and our evolvement as individuals and a species. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One thing that you can do for me, if you find this podcast useful, and if you love it, please do subscribe. And if you feel called to leave a review, because reviews really matter. They help to spread the word and help to spread this podcast to as many people as we can. And lastly, If you have any big aha moments, any shifts, any insights in any of these episodes, please do share it with me. Share with me which episode it was, where in the episode it happened, and how it has impacted you and your life. So without further ado, let's get going. I hope you enjoy today's episode on the Soul Surgery Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. I want to speak about a topic that I think affects everybody and is one of the most powerful aspects of human nature that has the ability to completely block and disempower you. So it's an important one. In fact, I think it's one of the most powerful aspects of human nature To be able to destabilize you and disconnect you from your truth and your ability to listen to something beyond the mind and your ability to trust and your ability to be led by something that is deeper, a deeper sense of wisdom um, and authenticity and truth within yourself. So what is it that I want to talk about? This week's episode is all about fear. Fear. I would say fear is the experience that has the ability to block any, any possibility of any kind of change in any way in your life fear and i think one of the biggest misconceptions that i see and why why i want to have this conversation is that we hear i hear a lot and maybe you do too that fear is something that we if we do enough work if we heal enough if we're good enough if we meditate enough if we do yoga enough if we clear enough trauma if we heal enough of our childhood well, well then we won't have fear. And I think that's not true. In fact, I do not. I, I don't believe that is true. And I think it's really misleading. So I want to start by saying that I think it's really misleading and it's not beneficial for you to think that way. Why? Because you'll end up doing all the work and doing the classes and meditating all the time. And, and then you'll, and then you'll still have fear and you'll think you're doing it wrong or you think you're failing or you'll use that as evidence as to why you shouldn't move forward. Like it hasn't worked for you or it hasn't worked for you, whatever that means. And the real truth is our freedom is not reliant on us finding the magic pill to eradicate fear from our human experience. Let me say that again. Our freedom does not rely on your ability, our ability to find the magic pill that eradicates freedom from the human experience. If you are living in a search to find that pill, you will search forever. In fact, you will live in a constant state of searching, and there is a certain level of emptiness that comes with that. I would call that survival. And that's why I wanted to, to record this episode because it's so disempowering. To even live in that mindset, to even be led by that context that something somewhere out there has the ability to eradicate something from, that is alive and active inside of me and then suddenly give me all my power. You are reliant on something out of you to give you your power and that is in itself, extremely disempowering. Fear is not something in which we need to eradicate. Fear is just another human experience. In fact, fear is essentially like all the human experiences. (laughs) Fear is essentially useful. Fear gives us warning signs when we are in danger. Fear allows us to have a certain level of alertness. Fear keeps us awake. If fear is being channeled and experienced in the present, rather than as a memory, then in essence, fear is fundamentally useful. The problem is not fear, poor old fear. The problem is not fear. The problem is our relationship to fear There's two problems. (laughs) There's probably more than two problems, but I'm going to highlight two problems. The problem number one is our relationship to fear. And what I mean by that is that our relationship with fear is entangled with a need to survive something that we're trying to get away from. Our relationship with fear is that fear has the power, is that Fear is living us rather than we are living with fear. Really listen to what I just said. It was, it's simple language, but it it has real meaning. The problem is not fear, but our relationship to it. Are we, are we living as a human being really living with fear or is fear living us and living our life? Which one is running the show? Are we conscious awake? Are we the one consciously choosing what actions we take? What steps we make? While sitting alongside fear inside our human experience? Or is fear fundamentally living us, making our choices or unmaking choices, as in meaning keeping you passive? Is fear blinding you, contaminating your thought process, contaminating your ability to have conscious choice? You see, fear is not the problem our relationship to fear is what causes the problem and then the second problem is that we if we are not able to distinguish if the fear that is moving through us is either is from the past as memory or if it is rising attached to the present moment. More often than not, fear attached to memories from the past are getting entangled with our ability or inability to experience the present. So if you haven't already, please go back and and listen to the podcast about blind spots, which I think was a few weeks ago because that'll help you in this conversation. Our memories from the past, our traumatic memories, our childhood wounds, our moments of shock, moments of split from our childhood, from our younger days, from our past, are lodged into the brain as memory. And fear is attached to those memories and then reactivated here in the present. So fear from the past is entangled with our experience of reality here in the present. And so that's kind of no different to, let me give you an example, you know, where imagine when we were, when we were cavemen or cavewomen and, you know, we're walking through the bush and we're walking through the bush, and we hear a rustle in the bushes. And instantly, we react appropriately because the rustle, because we live in a world where saber toothed tigers exist and can eat us instantly. And so, we hear the rustles in the bush because our mind has learned that saber-toothed tigers live and can kill us instantly. So the rustle in the bushes happen and instantaneously we react from the communication from our mind and from our brain and we run, we get the hell out of there. And that is an example of fear rising in the present appropriately to what is occurring in reality. Now imagine this. Fast forward 25 years, fast forward 50 years, and we walk into a relationship, and our partner. Is, I'm going to use a trivial example that doesn't make any sense, but I'm doing it on purpose. And our partner, or our boyfriend, or the, our new love is in the is in the kitchen and opens up the bread packet, and there's a rustling, <laughs> a rustling of the bread packet, and and our brain fires up the memory, and we think danger. Our body activates with terror and we get the hell out of there. You see, the problem is is that when our memories from the past are getting entangled with our present, we're walking around our life waiting for the saber-toothed tiger to come out of the bushes when we don't live in a reality with that anymore. But we don't know we're doing that. And so something will appear in the present and we will entangle it and relate it to something from the past and then fear will activate. And we we can't distinguish whether this is past or present. And so those are the two main problems. Fear is not the problem, it's our relationship to it. And number two, we are unable to distinguish. There's an actual part of the brain that is unable to distinguish time is unable to distinguish the past from the present. And so something from the past is reoccurring or reactivating here in the present and coloring how we experience reality and we are reacting as if it is happening now. I'll give you an example. I used to be a singer in another life. I was a good singer. In fact, it was something I loved immensely. And for 10 years, I trained and I was a professional singer. The problem was, is that even though I would sing like a bird in my house, or sing like a bird when no one was looking, or sing like a bird in the dressing room, whenever I would get up, and stand in front of a panel for an audition or even an or an audience at a show. The experience of being seen, but not just seen, like really watched, would trigger memories and trauma from my past around being the child that was Uh, abused the child that was on the receiving end of heavy criticism and the experience of being watched would instantaneously trigger this unhealed trauma from my past of myself being watched by an angry member of my family and I would be standing up there in the audition or in the show And my whole body would fire up, activated, unable to distinguish that what was moving through me was from the past. I genuinely, I remember, I genuinely felt like someone in the audience or the panel was gonna come and attack me. And fear would jolt through my body, so much so that my tongue would freeze up and I wouldn't be able to sing. And after a while, I just quit, couldn't do it anymore. And this is happening to us all the time. And we are not able to distinguish yet whether this is from the past or if it is real and true in the now. See, it's actually quite rare, particularly in our privileged. those of us who live in a privileged world, and we do, it's very rare to really experience, you know, real danger. Anyway, I mean, if you are white or, or half white like me, and you live in a privileged world, You know, it's rare for us to experience real danger. People of color experience that every day, sadly. But those of us who have white skin or semi-white skin have been able to live in a world that that isn't part of our everyday reality. And yet so much fear has power over our choices and our ability to be at peace and free. And so what is the solution? The solution is not eradicating fear, but learning to be with fear. It sounds so simple. In fact, it is so simple that we miss it. 100% of our survival strategies, 100% of our survival strategies are reactions to either resisting or submitting from fear. all the defense mechanisms, all the personality and protection, all the masks that we put up, all the blocks in our life are a reaction to our inability to be with fear. And so because it is actually Impossible to eradicate fear from the human experience. The only real choices are to live in continuous states of defense and protection and survival, or to genuinely learn how to be with the very thing we're running away from, how to be with fear, how to be here while fear moves through us the storm is inside of us we are not inside the storm and really you know fear is is energy i mean it is a very uncomfortable experience and it does at times genuinely feel like you are going to die but that is that is the mind attaching beliefs and views and ideas and pictures and story to the experience that is happening inside of you. I had the most remarkable experience recently and I wanted to share it with you. I was in the middle of facilitating my program, Listening to Life. And it was, I think we were just, it was the night before the final day. So we'd done extraordinarily deep work over two weekends and we were just coming to the end of landing the program. So, you know, I was kind of in this, well, I wasn't kind of, I was in this very deep vortex of, I can only explain, it's like a, a domain of transformation, you know, where uh, everything around me is in this very heightened state of, of energy and aliveness and movement. There's a lot moving for all the participants. We've gone to the tap root of every one of their traumas and, and stories. So there's, it's a, we're in like a, a portal And I'm feeling it. So we finished that day going and I'm getting ready to go to sleep that night. I'm in a hotel getting ready to sleep well and wake up for the next day for the final day. And as I closed the laptop, because it was virtual because of the world we're in right now, as I closed the laptop, I started having these extraordinary rushes of terror move through me. Like deep, deep terror moving through me. And I got in touch with my teacher, David, who was facilitating the program with me. And he said, let it come. This is really, really old stuff. And it's time to let it go, to release it now. Just be with it. And so I came off the phone and I'm walking around my hotel room and I run the bath. And honestly, it was like my body was almost vibrating. It was so uncomfortable. It felt like the darkest, darkest, darkest of fear and terror rushing through my body. But I was able to be conscious enough to witness it, to watch it as if it were an experience inside of me rather than me being in the experience. And here's the interesting part. Then I noticed something really powerful happening. Then I noticed my mind trying to attach pictures and stories to this experience that was happening inside of me i was running the bath and i suddenly saw a lot of like horror movie pictures like terrible terrible violent images and horror movie images and it it was so De- destabilizing I was like whoa what's happening am I having a memory come up am I having a flashback am I having a vision and then I was like but, but none of this happened in my childhood what I'm seeing now I don't think and then I was like "Oh, well, maybe this happened in a past life what's going on what am I seeing what am I seeing what is this thing coming out right now And as I got in the bath, I had a profound moment because I was able to observe the experience that was happening in my body, the fear, and also observe my mind trying to attach all these pictures to it, make meaning on it. And I realized that my mind was trying to make meaning, put a story on the human experience that was moving through me. And all the pictures that I was seeing in my mind, I had absorbed from millions and billions of experiences from the past. Literally horror movies, books, horror books, um, TV series, violent scenes, uh, newspapers, and of course the mind is a a very efficient machine. It absorbs information. It absorbs pictures and, 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 and information and data. It's a very, very efficient machine. And it's like a library of memory and images and pictures in there. And my mind was trying to attach pictures and story meaning to this experience that was moving through me. It was so profound to be able to watch both my mind and then the experience of the terror moving through me. And then I, as I was able to do this, I realized Firstly none of those pictures are reality but I it was so profound to see how much my mind wanted to attach these stories to this experience and if I had gotten lost in it if I had gotten identified with it I would have genuinely believed that I was in danger I actually I actually remember locking the door twice And for milliseconds, wondering if I was really in danger. Luckily, I was able to stay conscious to watch the whole thing. But this is what's happening to people all the time, except that, you know, we're not able to watch the mind and the human experience. We genuinely believe we're in danger. That's why, you know, my mother locks the door 15 times. Um, (laughs) you know, why we, why we think terrible things are going to happen. And we believe that that's going to be our reality. If I follow my dream, I'm going to lose all my money and I'm going to be starving and homeless and I'll have nothing. If I leave my husband, um, or if I marry my husband, I'm going to, um, I'm gonna be abandoned and unloved and then left and then I'll have nothing. Like the, the terror memory from the past attached with the story that makes meaning of it is literally projecting into our present and we are believing it as reality. What was profound for me as I went to bed that night, having witnessed both my mind and the experience moving through me. And none of it took me over. I didn't. It didn't take my power. I just went to sleep. Now, I didn't sleep very well. And this terror was releasing from me all night. But when I woke up this morning, when I woke up the next morning, I swear it, I looked different. It was as if something had released from my being. Whatever the terror was that had released through me was very, very young, very young. And, you know, God knows how much that had been impacting how I show up in the world and how I see the world and my ability to be in my own skin. the more that we are able to truly be with the terror that moves through, as an experience that's happening inside of us, the more profoundly powerful conscious actions and change we can make in the world. Think about your life. Think about all the things you're not doing that your heart and your soul is longing for. Think about all the things you're not doing because of fear. Now imagine if you were truly able to be with fear as it moves through your body, without reacting, without running away, without escaping it. Imagine how many stages you could get up on and speak if that was your dream. Imagine how many pieces of art you could paint and share with the world if that's your dream. Imagine how many, how many songs you could sing if that's your dream. Imagine how much power becomes available to you again if you are truly able to be with fear. For me now, fear arises every single time I take a risk to follow my heart. When I started writing my book, when I wrote my book, every time I sat down to write another chapter, when I recorded the audiobook, when I released it for pre-orders, and I'm sure when I released it on the 1st of June and it, my publication date, again, fear moves through my body. Right now, as I'm speaking this to you, fear is moving through my body. When I moved to New Zealand, fear moved through my body every day. When I had my baby, when I, lost my, when I lost babies, when I got married, when I got separated, fear moved through me every time. And if we can allow ourselves to be with it, we can still make the choices we wish to make. We can still write the books. We can still follow our truth. We can still take the risks. Fear is a sign you are on the edge of real change. In fact, if you transform your relationship with fear, that for the most part, it's showing up because you're on the edge of something. The edge of what you think you've always known about who you are. And you're moving into a whole nother domain. If fear is showing up, that's a good sign. It means that you're changing. So, fear is not the problem. Our relationship to it is. Fear is not the problem, or finding the magic pill to eradicate fear is not the answer. Our ability to be with fear is the route to our freedom and power. So I hope that you find this useful. I talk about this and I write about this a lot in my new book, Surrender, that is coming out on the 1st of June, Um, You can buy it on Amazon. There are links in the notes below. Uh, You can get to my website and buy it on there. It's a powerful book. It's called Surrender. Break free of your past, realize your power and live beyond your story. So please go ahead and buy Surrender. It will walk you through a powerful process of transforming your relationship to yourself and also to life so that you can realize the power who of who you are and that is already there. So thanks for listening, guys. If you had any big shifts or aha moments, please do share them with me. I love hearing about your healing. You can write a comment underneath the YouTube video, or you can DM me on Instagram, Nikki underscore clinch, or you can email me on the website, www.nikkiclinch.com or share about it on your social media page and tag me. And I'll always reshare. Um, and if you loved this episode, please leave a review because your reviews really matter. And they help this content spread far and wide. And if you love this podcast, then please subscribe. I love having you in this community. So I hope this has been helpful. Thank you so much for listening.